0: are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Mariners and thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Today is Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. I am your host, Tidey Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at C Pat 11 That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that. If you are interested, now on today's episode of Locked On Mariners, We're talking all about the lockout. What do the players want? What do the owners want? And what are Mariners players saying about it? We're talking all that and more over the next 30 or so minutes. We haven't really talked about the lockout here on this show. We talked a lot about it on our Patreon show at Control the Zone. But figured we would uh, take a little break from uh, from a lot of the Mariners stuff that we've been doing. We've been kind of in a routine here during the lockout, doing our mailbag shows and our fan fiction Fridays to just talk about generally what's going on around the league and when we could possibly see the Mariners get back out on the field. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. We greatly appreciate it. So, Colby, I'll, I'll just start by asking you this. What do the players want? Where did they start and where are they at now in the negotiations?
1: Yeah, so the players... Um Are negotiating for basically what amounts to towards three key objectives. Uh, Number one, they want to raise the minimum salary um, for you know major leaguers. Uh, It's it's pretty simple. Right now, Mm -hmm. it's at about five hundred fifty-five thousand. The players five hundred seventy-five thousand. The players, I think, are asking for seven hundred eighty thousand. So that's number one: is to you know pay the players more the The average run of the mill players pay them more. Uh, number two is they want to uh, they want to get players like elite players who are pre arbitration eligible. They want to get them more money sooner. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, the zero to threes your first three years in the in the majors you're going to make the league minimum or slightly above. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some raises that you can earn, but they're very minimal. So. Um, basically your first three years in the league, you're not going to make even $2 million total for those three years. Mm-hmm. And those are often three of the most productive years of a player's career. Um, so they want to find a way to put more money into the elite performers of that group, put more money into their pocket. Uh, and number three yeah. is it appears to be that they really want to try and curb tanking or, or teams purposely not trying to win. Uh, they, they really want to try and discourage that. So that's kind of where they mm-hmm. they've been focused on. Um, there there's some other minor things here and there that they're that they're fighting for. But those are the three big uh, talking points for for the players right now. Um, mm-hmm. So the minimum salary, they have been pretty steady at asking for seven hundred eighty thousand. Um, and that's again, that's been a part of their proposal. Uh all their proposals has been, have been that, uh, in terms of getting more player or getting more money into the zero to three players. Um, mm-hmm. they have proposed a, basically a bonus pool similar to the bonus pool that a team has in the draft. Um, mm-hmm. they want a hundred and I think it was a hundred and was their initial offer. Um, 110 mm-hmm. million. Um, to be divvied up or to be paid into by the 30 teams. So about $3,300,000 each uh, Mm. to put into this pot. And the top 30 players by war who are not arbitration eligible would get a certain percentage of that, of that pie of that pool. Basically Um, we haven't heard if it's, if it plans to be staggered, like if the number one guy gets, three million dollars and the number two guy gets 2.8 or whatever or if it's just a flat right. you know everybody in the top 30 gets three million dollars out of that pool um mm-hmm. we, so we don't know i i believe it's probably going to be staggered somewhat um so the owner or the players have proposed that and in terms of the competitive balance type of stuff the owner or the players are right now focusing kind of on draft uh, incentives uh you know making there be a salary floor to get uh, compensation picks or, or competitive balance picks, uh, things like you can't draft in the top, in the top three, three years in a row. Um, and if you draft in the top three for two years in a row, the highest you could possibly draft in year three is eight. Uh, even if you have the worst record, um, that is kind of what the players are, are offering to try and curtail. There's also been talk of a salary floor and also lowering, raising, the, uh, raising the, the luxury tax without raising penalties um, mm-hmm. to try and incentivize teams like the Yankees and, and the Dodgers to spend even more um, while also trying mm-hmm. to, to nudge the Pirates and, and Cleveland uh, to spend more with yeah. the salary floor. That's basically what the players are asking for.
0: Right, because you see so many teams now spending well below hundred million dollars on their um, on their payroll on their on their yearly payroll, and you know some teams are able to make it work, right? Like the the Rays and, and A's through player development, they're able to still you know remain competitive for for most seasons, but that's also encouraged a lot of teams to basically work under the guise that they are also doing that when really it's just a matter of them trying to save money. And so, and and that hasn't led to a lot of success for those teams in the past right. either. So,
1: yeah. there are, um, by the way, there are twelve teams who did not spend one hundred million dollars in yeah. twenty twenty. So,
0: a little under half of the league is yeah. well under a hundred million dollars, which we'll talk about. You know why that's a problem uh, later on in the show, but yeah, to uh, to contextualize the. The bonus pool part even further of really how does that impact teams how much more payroll would they be taking on the, in that play, the
1: money that these p- players would be getting paid they aren't coming just from that team's owners pockets it's being shared mm-hmm. by the 29 other teams so basically hypothetically right right say jared Kelnick has the highest war of any of the zero to threes this year and his prize for that is $3 million out of the top, out of the 100 million the players are proposing, just hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's $5 million, whatever. That $5 million is not coming directly out of John Stanton's pocket, per se. It's coming from all 30 owners basically pitching in whatever $5 yeah. million divided by 30 is. So while it adds to the raw payroll number, it's not like the Mariners are on the hook for $5 million for Kelnick. Right. Like basically, the Yankees are helping pay Jared Kelnick's five million dollar bonus in that case, um, just like the mm-hmm. other thirty teams are. So that's that's what Major League right. Base or that's what the players are, yeah, are pitching
0: right now. That's you know kind of just a big point of this whole disagreement right now going on between the players and the uh, the league itself, and um, and and the concessions ultimately that are that are being made by the players and the frankly reasonable ask that they're putting on the table here we're going to talk about it from the owner's side in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of lockdown mariners is brought to you by built bar this is the time of year that i've pretty much given up on all of my new year's resolutions that is but not this year I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. And it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Now, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high in protein. So replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fat. Fiber, low carb. Most built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many amazing flavors they have to offer. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Mmm, just sounds so good. Now, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L O C K E D 1 5 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. And just a reminder, it is Super Week brought to you by Get Upside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week long covering the big game, so check them out if you are interested in getting more coverage on that. So, Colby, we just talked about the player side of the argument here for the lockout. What about the owner side? What are they wanting? What are they aiming to do here? Uh, we've kind of gave a glimpse into you know where we kind of fall uh, in, in this and and who we kind of support in this. Um, but let's just uh, let's just go over you know kind of what the pl- uh, what the league is offering to the players and, and what they're trying to accomplish here. They are offering a small
1: raise to the mm-hmm. uh, to you know the, the league minimum of about six percent from five fifty five five seventy five whatever it is to six hundred thousand which mm-hmm. won't yeah. even cover the cost of inflation um, the play the owners they do appear to have some interest in at least meeting the players somewhere halfway in the uh, the, the tanking anti-tanking measures um, that the two proposals mm-hmm. are just different. And, and the owners is, is half baked at best. Um, basically the owner's proposal is that, well, you can't pick in the top three, three years in a row, but then you just fall to four. If, if you have the right. worst record, I mean, it, it's, there's really no disincentive. Um, they want to actually lower the luxury tax and keep the same uh, penalties. Um, which, again, obviously that's going to be an issue for the players. And in terms of the, the bonus pool for the zero to three top 30 players, the owners want to make that bonus pool $10 million mm. or 333000 per team, literally 10% of what the players are asking for. right? And right. that's their whole thing. They want expanded playoffs to seven they don't want to share any of the extra revenue. They um, you know, it sounds like they they're, they're not, they're not willing to move off on, you know, age based free agency or uh, or, you know, less than six years of service time. Um, They're not interested. They won't Mm -hmm. talk about that. And the players have already dropped that. Um, So yeah, basically they want to offer a 5% increase to the minimum, um they want to they want the bonus pool for the zero to three guys to be 10 million dollars instead of a oh. hundred million dollars like the players want mm-hmm. um yep and they're, which again
0: is three million dollars per team right right and they want at that to most be 300, going 000. to be nine million dollars added to your raw payroll like which doesn't
1: mean anything here. because the money is coming from everybody else. Yeah um yeah. but uh yeah it's it's yeah but uh that, that's basically what the the owner the owners want a deal as close to the last one as they could possibly get that's what they want um mm-hmm. if, if we want to be as you know plain and as objective as possible the owners want the same exact deal they, they want to keep things day. status quo yep yeah they're not interested in growing the game they are not interested in paying the players more um despite the fact that their revenues are through the roof So that includes Mm -hmm. a COVID shortened season. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's gross, but that's what the owners want or that's what they say they want.
0: It's being made to look like the, the players are the reason that you don't have baseball right now. Players are the reason that, you know, this is how it's being framed by, by the league is that the players are the reason that, you're not talking that no one can talk about the mariners right now nothing new with the mariners that spring training is ultimately going to be delayed as it's expected to be tomorrow uh officially and like that's not factual whatsoever the the owners are the ones that instituted the lockout and they can lift it right now and work under last year's rules
1: mm-hmm. yeah let's so, be very clear about this spring training mm-hmm. isn't going to start next week because the owners will not allow it period. End of statement. There is no other side of the coin to argue on that fact. That is a fact. If the owners lifted the lockout tomorrow, which they can do players would report to spring training. Yep. Fact. So let's be, just be clear about that.
0: Mm-hmm. They didn't have to impose a nope. transaction freeze either. Nope.
1: The like owners... None of this The owners said this they had did to it. happen. Right. The owners said they did it to spur negotiations, and then they didn't meet with the players for a month.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, and now they have completely refused to continue talks. Yeah, right. all they, 30, they said, we made our final offer. All
1: 30 owners are in the same place right now, right this second. They have no plans to meet with anybody from the Players Association this week. When all 30 of them are together in in Arizona, the The
0: owners are together in Florida. Apparently, the players are going to Florida next week, but there's no talks of an actual meeting happening between the two sides right Mm -hmm. now. So it's a mess. It's a mess. But at the end of the day, what the owners are doing are trying to basically they're trying to keep things status quo just to wrap up here. They're trying to keep things status quo and they're trying to make it look as if the players are the ones that are at fault for the lockout. That they are the ones that have instituted this, that this is why you don't have baseball. And that could not be further from the truth. So, we're going to be talking more about our feelings. We're going to be talking about how Mariners players feel about this situation, what they've said, particularly Paul Seawald, and more in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. So how do the Mariners feel about everything that's going on obviously we saw a lot of them respond to the lockout like a lot of players around the league and changing their twitter display photos to the to the blank faces that mlb replaced them with on their websites and and all that stuff We've also seen them, you know, make some statements. Uh, Guys like Mitch Hanniger and Paul Seawald have made public statements on Twitter uh, about what the players want, which we went over in the first segment of this show. Uh, You know, the three key points that they're really trying to hammer home. And uh, Paul Seawald, speaking of him, uh, went on 710 ESPN Seattle yesterday. And Colby, you listened to it. Uh, What did he have to say about the lockout?
1: Yeah, it was, he's just basically reiterating um, what the players are are asking for. Um, so it, it wasn't anything groundbreaking, but he did speak uh, very thoughtfully. Uh, clearly, he was aware of what was happening. Uh, you know where the negotiations were. Just a really good interview where he gave just solid uh, answers, and, and you know he cited specific examples of Aaron Judge and and Pete Alonso hitting fifty home runs as rookies and still getting the same 555,000 that he was get, he was going to get the next year. Like, um, so he was, he was, uh, just well, spoke well, uh, well educated on, on the manner. He's definitely been keeping his pulse, uh, or his ear to the ground. Um, even if he's not mm-hmm. directly involved with in negotiations, there wasn't mm-hmm. anything I would consider groundbreaking. Uh, there was no real news break or anything like that, but, it's still worth it mm-hmm. it's still worth a listen um it uh like i said it was just it's he speak it it was spoken with so much clarity that i think the average like fan um you know mm-hmm. like the people who don't even listen to us um they would they would listen to that and they would understand where he was coming from so that's i would recommend it if you have somebody who's trying to you know, figure out what's happening here. They're not sure. Obviously, tell them to come here first. But then after that, tell them to go listen to Paul Seawall's <laughs> interview on 710 on uh, February 8th. And you'll get a pretty good idea of uh, exactly what the players want.
0: So let me just ask you this Wh- When do you think this is going to come to an end? When is baseball coming back? Is opening day going to happen? And, and if it doesn't, you know, on, when it's supposed to be uh, happening at the end of the March, when will it happen?
1: I don't know. Um, that's yeah. that's the frustrating part, right? So, yeah, I I no. think none of us do, right? Again, the fact that they're they're not meeting at all, and in, in the in their last counter proposal, if you want to call it that, uh, the owners didn't increase the budget for the or the the pool. They they left it at their original ten million dollars. Um, mm-hmm. It just seems to me that the owners are banking on the players missing a couple of checks and just rolling over and accepting defeat. Um, and I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, seems like, you know, there's a pretty good chance it, it might, but we don't Mm -hmm. know. We, we just, that's the frustrating part is just, we, we just have no idea, uh, just in general when this lockout might end because it's, Right. I mean, it's brutal. So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know,
0: it, it should be noted here, right, that the people going to the bat for the players right now, they're basically the 1% of the players in terms of how much money they make. Um, right. These are not guys making the league minimum uh, that are on the front lines of these negotiations on the player's side. It's folks like James Paxson, who just got a nice deal from Boston. It's folks like Marcus Simeon, who just signed a mega deal with the Rangers. Matt Scherzer. For those guys. Yeah, Mac, Max Scherzer. Um isn't Garrett Cole also on it? I
1: believe so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Andrew Miller, obviously, yep. who's uh
1: I think the poorest
0: quite a bit of money in his in his career.
1: I think the poorest person uh negotiating on the players' behalf, uh I mean obviously besides the lawyers and the Tony Clark, but like the the poorest player I believe is Jason Castro, who I think has banked a cool $30 million. No, we've
0: looked into it. Remember? I, yeah. It and was I'm pretty James sure
1: Paxton. I don't know what his, what his latest deal, but yeah, either way, like Paxton's put away $40 million, $30 million. Like there's nobody on this, on this panel that is been on the league minimum anytime recently. They've done a pretty good job of focusing the the efforts where it needs to be focused which is on the you know 99 percent of major league baseball players not the upper level one percent because contracts are going up it seems like every year we set a new record for the for the most money spent on on a contract um and the payrolls Mm. they are going up slightly but and people will point to that and, and the owners will point to that but this is what we need to remember guys i have the numbers right here the average major league salary in 2021 was four point one seven million. Again, that's the average. Mm -hmm. That's down six and a half percent from twenty seventeen. The median salary, so this is where half the players are below this salary, is one point one five million, and that is down thirty percent from twenty fifteen. Yeah. So the vast majority of the players are making less money today. Uh-huh. Than they were, than they would have been seven years ago. Mm-hmm. That's the problem.
0: I'll leave our dear listener here with this thought. For a lot of casual fans who see these negotiations, a lot of folks tend to go, you know, they're millionaires. You know why? Should we, you know, feel bad for them, right? Over them not making a couple extra million dollars. It's really because they are the product, they are the brand, and they aren't making the most money out of this. And obviously, you know, there's got to be some give and take here the owners are the ones that that provide the platform but the players are the product the league is not what it is without the players and it's not as simple as just going to get replacement players like that is not like it's not a a job that just anyone can do at the level that these these current players play at so they should be entitled to more and that's just the end of it they need to be given what they, what they deserve. And frankly, they're not even asking for what they deserve. They're just kind of asking for a small slice of it. So the players absolutely deserve your support in this situation. If you are someone that has either been on the fence about it, just don't really know about what's going on, etc. the players are the leak. They are what makes this whole operation run. They're who you root for at the end of the day. You don't root for the owner. Heck, I I, I feel that probably a lot of casual baseball fans don't even know who the owner of their favorite team is. Mm-hmm. So the players absolutely deserve your, your support in this situation. And that's where we're going to end things today. That's going to do it for our show and uh really appreciate you tuning in today apologies that you know we've been kind of in a routine over the last few weeks but really there's just not a ton going on not a lot to talk about and we also enjoy you know interacting with you and and letting you kind of control the show and 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 make it kind of your own and and we love doing that with mailbag monday we love doing that with fan fiction friday which is coming up by the way so be sure to submit your trades to us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners or via email at, G, uh, at LockdownMariners at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, we, as soon as this is over, everything that you need to know, we're going to get you set for uh, for the 2022 season whenever that gets started, and hopefully that's soon. So thank you so much for joining us here on Lockdown Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners again. And you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's cpat one. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. We greatly appreciate all your support. And now make your second listen of the day Locked on Bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And just like us, their show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day. Be sure to submit your Fan Fiction Friday trade proposals to us, and we'll see you then. Peace.